Welcome to a new episode in this podcast, Bridging Faith and Business. This is your girl, De La Sabio, and it is a pleasure to be here with you guys yet another week. Welcome back to the OG listeners who've been listening to this podcast and those who are listening for the first time. Welcome, guys. My prayer is that you may be led to your next after listening to today's episode. So without further ado, let's get this work. So in last week's episode, I just went straight into the word of the Lord that he wanted you guys to know concerning the global pandemic that we are currently facing in our nation today. So today I'm going to take a few minutes just to go over a little bit about where I've been, what I've been up to and what's going on in Dela's world. Well, in the past few months, I've been fasting. At my church, we went on a 40-day Daniel fast, which was absolutely amazing. This fast has helped me become more disciplined and more rooted in the word of the Lord. And what happened was so prophetic because at the beginning of this fast, my co-pastor and also my prophet, Ruth Langhorn, she prophesied that this fast was going to be a consecration of discipline for our church. And what was going to happen was that the Lord was protecting us from a certain disease or anything that was going to happen after we came out of the fast. Y'all, we came out of the fast one week before the nation had declared that we were in a global pandemic of this coronavirus. So initially what the Lord has done, he set us to be disciplined in eating fruits and vegetables so that our immune system can be strong enough to fight off diseases that was uh, leached upon our land, which is the coronavirus. And I was just so grateful because I'm reflecting on all of this. And I was like, God, you kept us like that was so prophetic. And, you know, if you've done research with the coronavirus, those who are affected are the ones who have weak immune systems. And shout out to Ty from D3 because he was the one who pointed this out. He was like, yo, God kept us in the fast because those who are attacked by the virus are the ones with a weak immune systems. And we're literally coming out of this fast with strong immune systems and with discipline. So we're so our steps were ordered during this time and this season in which I am so grateful for. So besides fasting, I've also been studying in the word of the Lord. Y'all know I love to study. So I've been spending a lot of time studying, writing my book and working in ministry overall. I've been a busy bee, (laughs) y'all, a complete busy bee. But overall, I'm happy to say that I am at peace with where I am today. I mean, it brings me pure joy just to think about where I was on this exact same day last year. I was in a complete different headspace. My business was in a complete different place. My faith was in a different place than it is today. And just thinking about it, y'all, just lets me know that we truly serve a mighty God. I went through a major transition 
in the year of 2019, especially around this time of year. And if you're not too sure on what I'm talking about, I suggest that you go back to the previous episodes and tune in because I share with you about the transition that I was currently facing in that time. But when I tell you, I look back and I'm just like, but God, God has truly kept me. And I rejoice in the fact that he is a true living God and that he fights on my behalf. Can we just give God a five second of honor and just let him know that he is king and besides him, there is no other. And I couldn't see myself out of the situation that I was in last year. But here I am today in a whole different place. And I'm just so grateful to be a servant of the most high God. He is so good, y'all. He is so good. He is faithful and just in all of his way. Amen. Okay, so we are all caught up and I'm so ready to get into today's topic. So as you guys know, I have two main businesses. I have the Cookie Cafe, which I am the owner and the CEO, where I sell delicious cookies. And I also have my branding business where I help other influencers cultivate their brand. My office is at home, so it is important for me to draw a clear division on what is business and what is personal. However, this was not the case for me in the beginning as I ran my business without enforcing the rule of keeping things separate. As a result, it was hard for me to track down my overall salary I was not sure on how much I was making in my business and how much my business was growing on a monthly basis. And because I couldn't track these things down, I was unable to meet my business goals because I had no clue on where I was with income and expenses, which is extremely important. So not knowing how much is coming in and how much is going out is a scary situation to be in. Y'all, I can attest to this. I was that person that I had no idea how much was coming in. All I knew at the time was that money was coming in, bills were getting paid and everything was good. Whether it was mixed in, whether I was paying for things from my debit card, whether I was paying things from my credit card, Things were going good. But when it came time to file for my taxes, I realized that although externally my business seemed to be okay, but internally my business was suffering because there were no structures set in place. Because I didn't have a structure to identify what's coming in to my business and what's going out. When it came to filing for my taxes at the beginning of this year, it was hard for me to decipher what was coming out of what and what was what. And pretty much it was just a mess, which is why I have a whole different approach in my business simply by separating business and personal finances. Here are some reasons why you would want to keep your business and personal completely different. 
Number one, tithes and offering. It is impossible to decipher how much we are to tithe if we are unsure on how much is coming in. In the book of Proverbs, chapter three, verses nine through 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. In other words, honor your God with the first fruits of your wealth and then your barns will be filled with to overflow. So in order to have an overflow, you want to be sure that you're honoring God with your tithes. Now, we can't honor God with our tithes if we don't know exactly how much is coming in. And besides just tithing, you want to be sure that you give God an offering. I have personal testimonies that I'm not going to get into today's episode, but I have seen my finances dramatically change and shift because of my honor to tithe and offer consecutively within my business journey. Without tithes and offering, I don't know how I'm able to see my business double in the way that it did and in the time that it did at that. Number two, for tax purposes. When it comes to filing your taxes as a business owner, you need to come to the tax preparer prepared with your documents on your income and your expenses, which is two different things. The income is how much your company has brought in for the year and the expenses is how much your company has spent throughout the year on the business specifically. So if you don't have this, it's difficult for you to file taxes because the tax preparer is unable to authorize that you really made money through your business within that year. So it's important to have these things set in stone so that when tax season comes around, you're prepared and you can go to the tax preparer and say, hey, this is the document of my business. This is how much I've made. This is how much I've spent, which makes the process much more easier. Not only that, but depending on the type of business that you have, you would be required to register for a certificate of authority, which includes your EIN number for your business. And this gives you the right to collect taxes on taxable items that you're selling. So for me as a cookie business, I have certain taxable items. And what I have to do, I have to report my sales tax to the state. Now, I have to report my sales tax to the state on a monthly basis, even if my business doesn't make money for that month. And if I don't, I receive a penalty fee. Y'all, I didn't know this before. And when I tell you, those penalties fees are not pretty. However, I do suggest that you do your research within this exact area because every state might vary about this rule. I'm speaking specifically from the New York State Department of Taxation, which it will be different in your state. Now, can I be transparent for a real second When I first went into business and I was applying to these certificates and I was setting things in stone for my business, I really didn't give too much credit to the government. I was just like, all right, y'all just... Yeah, just stay over there. I didn't I did not honor the government at all when it came to my business, which is not good, y'all. I did not know 
that I was testing the waters. These governments come after you and your whole life. And if I could just be honest, that was simply rebellion because the scripture tells me in Romans 13, one through two, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgments on themselves. Listen, that's the word of the Lord right there. We must abide by the laws of the land. According to the government and the law that we live in, we have to abide by certain rules as business owners. And if we don't do that, we will face some penalties. And the word of the law says that we have to go. We have to abide by the rules of the government because they are given authority. And if we don't abide by their rules, it will bring judgment on who on us and our business. And that is exactly what I had experienced. And I think that is all. Also, a little bit of the spirit of entitlement that says that I'm a child of God. God is going to work out for me. He's going to do this for me. But we also have to learn how to be in authority, yet under authority. Yes, God has given us dominion and authority and dunamis power to step on snakes and scorpions. But we also have to abide by the laws of the land. The laws of the land tells me that as a business owner, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And the law clearly tells me that if I don't meet these requirements, I will face a penalty. And the law and the the word of the Lord says the same thing. You must abide by the laws of your land. And if you don't, you will bring judgment on yourself. So I just wanted to clarify that and just bring to your attention that these things are important and you what the minute that you become a business owner you're also going under a covenant also like it's it's a transaction you there's too much is given much is required much is required from you because you are now a business owner in the land that you are living in and now that the government knows that you're a business owner. There's certain things that you have to abide by in order to be successful. God grants success to those who are obedient to the laws of the land and who are obedient to him. But how can we prosper in our business if we are if we are ignoring the government and kind of just doing our own thing, running around with this rebellion and entitlement spirit saying that, oh, I can do this because I'm a child of God. That's out of order. God is a God of decency and in order. He is a God of excellence. And if you know God, he is he's a God of order. And we are a reflection of him. And if we operating business by doing these foolery, that's not of God. Because the word clearly tells us that we have to abide by the laws of the land and we have to be subject to the governing authorities and the government authorities in this situation is whichever state that you're in. Learn the laws of your land. And also, I want to leave you with this with this specific point that says in Matthew chapter 22, verse 21. So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and do to and to God what is God's. What belongs to your government? See, if you have this um, certificate of authority and you're collecting taxes in your business and you're not giving that taxes back to the government, then you're going against the scripture. And what's that? That's rebellion. And the Bible says that rebellion is as witchcraft. 
We want to abide by the land and we, we want to come correct. And this is why it is important to keep our business and our personal separate. It all goes back to that main thing, keeping things clear and separate. Number three, bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is simply keeping your business finances in order. Keeping my business and my personal finances separate gives me the ability to see exactly what is coming in and what's going out because I have bookkeeping in store for my business. And also through bookkeeping, I'm able to see the profits of my business, the loss. I'm able to get a monthly income statement. I'm able to see the sales tax according to the month. If I have employees, I'm able to see my payroll wage. I'm also able to um, track down my sales, my purchases, accounting, um, my transactions, also my banking statements that I have with my business has served as a huge advantage for me and my business because I'm able to visually see the growth and the loss of my business all together in one place. And lastly, organization. You want to be able to keep everything nice, clean and organized. You don't want to get things mixed up with your personal finances. And when push comes to shove, when it comes to filing for taxes, you don't know exactly what is what for the business, that's just a mess. And you don't want that, I promise you. It's a headache that you wanna avoid starting now. And if you don't keep things separate, it will cause chaos, confusion, and you will lose a lot of numbers. I can't tell you, when I was looking back through my transactions from last year, I wasn't able to track a lot of the things because I took a lot of cash in my cookie business at the very beginning. And I my estimate was just a little off because I received a lot of cash. But the problem was that a lot of it wasn't documented, which is why I lost a lot of numbers and my estimate was off. And now that I have a structure instead in place in my business that whether you're paying me cash or not, you're receiving an invoice for your records and I'm putting it in my records because I need to track down exactly what's going in and what's coming out strictly everything. And honestly, I rejoice in the fact that I made these mistakes because it's making me stronger and it's making me better as a businesswoman. And because of my expertise and my falls and my mess ups, I'm able to help others like you to get things right for your business. So you don't have to do the same things that I've done. So don't be sad about what I went through. I went through what I went through because I had to, because God was teaching me a lesson all along. And I'm so ever grateful for it. I got no problem with that. God, bring me down so you can bring it back up, okay? He take broken things and make them beautiful again. And if he broke my business down and made it beautiful, he will do the same for you. Amen and hallelujah. All right, so let's go over the tips on how to keep things separate in your business and in your personal. So number one, have a designated bank account for your business. Whether it's a debit card or a credit card, you wanna be sure that you have these transactions separate. Do not go and buying things for your business with your personal debit card. I mean, if there's an emergency, I understand, keep that receipt and put it back to your business, but Keep things separate. This way you're able to track down calls for bookkeeping for legal reasons. And also you're able to have a visual look of your available funds. And this helps 
prevent you from overspending. I'm telling you, there are times where I even forgot that I had money for my business separately and I overspent my personal money. I'm trying to save y'all from a mess. Don't do it, y'all. Next, you want to keep your receipts in a box or an envelope. What I like to do to keep everything together in one place, because I save almost every receipt, y'all. And um, I get a lot of packages from Amazon. So what I would do is I would take an Amazon box or an envelope and I would store my receipts inside of that. So the receipts that I would save will be like my travel expenses, my business trips. Let's say I go to a conference to help me in my business. I would save those receipts and I'll put it in the envelope. Um, let's say um, I'm buying office supplies. I'll also save that receipt. Internet bill, that's part of my business. I'll save that receipt. Inventory, if I'm going by and I'm buying bulks and bulks of cookie supplies, I am saving all of my receipts. Why? Because this has to be recorded in the book records of my business. And I also want to mention that it's important to know what types of receipts that you should be saving for your business. So I definitely would offer to do a podcast episode on that because I have a lot of knowledge in that. Or you can do your research online. There's plenty of resources out there available. Number three, this one may seem like a given, but it's very important Give the business its own email, website, media accounts, password, files, and depending how big your business is, you might need a separate phone. So you want to keep in mind that at the end of the day, you're our business. And if you want to operate in excellence, you want to be sure that you have everything that your business needs on its own. You don't want to have your personal email and operating a full-blown business. You don't want that. And you want to be sure that your passwords differentiate from your personal passwords just to keep things in order. Number four, have your business card linked to your Uber account when taking business trips or going to drop off an order or delivering a service. This way, you can clearly tell on your Uber account what is business and what is personal. Y'all, I take a lot of Uber trips um, to deliver my cookies and do business trips. I am very, very particular on saving my business card on file when I do my business trips so that I would know when it comes to filing for that month, I know what was business and what was personal. Number five. Okay, so you guys know I work from home. My office is at home. So I have files for almost everything. It is important to keep your files separate from your personal files when you store your finance records, invoices, your receipts, your bills, the list of vendors that you use for your business, etc. You want to keep these things separate. You don't want to mix in your medical records and your your invoices. That's not cool at all because everything will get everywhere and you don't want that. We need order in the court. I keep my cookie business files in one section. I keep my branding business files in another section with all my customers documents. I keep my podcast files and notes in another section. And I also keep ministry files in a whole nother section. And I also keep my personal files that includes things like utility, medical, student loans, personal letters, etc. I keep everything absolutely separate because it makes my life so much easier and it keeps everything clean and organized. 
Lastly, but most importantly, in my opinion, keep business supplies and inventory separate. Keep it completely separate. Create a section in your own home for your business and don't mix it with your personal things. So here's the thing. Now that you are a business owner, everything counts. You have to keep account of everything that you have in your business in order to be successful and aim towards the goals of your business, right? So you wanna be sure that everything is separate and you're not overusing something if you don't need to. For example, since I bake cookies from my kitchen, I keep all of the cookie ingredients that I use for my business in one specific section. One ingredient that I use for the cookies are eggs. If the cookie business is fully stocked on eggs and I need eggs for my personal use, then I need to buy some eggs and keep it separate for my personal use. That way I won't be mixing my ingredients with the cookie business because the cookie business is its own business alone. Some people don't do this, but this I consider everything. I wanna operate in decency and in order. And I know that I'm not gonna be baking cookies for my kitchen forever. Soon I'm going to be in a cafe at an actual location. And I need to practice these good healthy habits before I leave this space. Now, this goes the same for your business. Consider your business. What is it that you do and that you mix? Let's say you have a cleaning business. You have this successful cleaning business. You going in and you're doing your cleaning kitchens, your cleaning bathrooms and all these things. Now, the problem is that you keep going back to the store to buy cleaning supplies because you're mixing it with your home supplies. So now you're overspending in your business and you're underspending in your personal, which makes things a little bit confusing. So to keep things separate, make sure you have a specific section in your home or in your office that is solely for that business. Don't mix it, y'all, because I'm telling y'all, It's not gonna be pretty and it's gonna be hard to keep track of everything. If you're using too much of one thing for your personal use and not for the business, it just, listen, just to keep everything in one place and keep it clean and organized, just separate everything. Even like the other day, I was like, I'm gonna make some oatmeal and I'm gonna put some cinnamon on it. And I look, I'm like, oh man, I'm out of cinnamon. And I look in the cookie cafe and it had a whole lot of cinnamon. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm gonna go to the store and get my cinnamon because that's for my customers. And this is for me. I wanna be sure that everything is completely separate. By doing that, I want to be sure that I produce good fruits in my business and that I'm not cheaping my clients or my customers because I know whatever I do right now is going to reciprocate in the future of my business. And I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to run a cheap business by using my supplies and selling my supplies. (laughs) Nobody got time for that. (laughs) So I want to be sure that I keep everything separate. One important thing that I forgot to mention is that a lot of business owners are recommended to file as an LLC in order to protect their personal assets. So that way, if there ever was to be a lawsuit against your business, your business will be in effect and not your personal liability or assets. Now, the problem with this is that if your business and your personal are both intertwined together, 
because there's no order and organization of your business, you are at huge risk of being sued for your personal and your business because you don't have things separate. So this is why it's, it's important to have your business and your personal finances completely separate. Also, for IRS purposes, you don't want to be audited and you definitely don't want to be in trouble with the IRS because of bad stewardship of your business. So that is pretty much it for today's episode, guys. I hope that these tips has helped you and inspired you to keep things in order and in decency in your business so that you can be a good steward. So with that being said, I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.